What is up, Av Youth? Uh, I know you might be thinking, what the heck is going on? I am so used to you guys being the other way around. I don't think that's what any of you guys are thinking. What if they're listening on podcast? Then you can't see. might be like, why am I hearing you in the other ear this time? Even though we don't do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for all you podcasters... I'm sitting on the other side of the couch, and Rob is sitting on the opposite side of the couch as we mm. normally do. Mm. However, because Robert, if you were here this Wednesday or watched this past Wednesday, Robert actually spoke. He absolutely killed it. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Uh, but we decided that I would try to host today and see how that went. Um, just because, you know, Robert, instead of making a, a bunch of kids feel uncomfortable and be like what'd you think about my message huh huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be really weird <laughs> not gonna like, lie to you it was great i didn't watch it but it was great <laughs> <laughs> you uh, spoke <laughs> uh yeah dude whoever was up there killed it um <laughs> but yeah so i am your guys's host today i am david and we've already said his name a couple times spoke this week um, and this is Rab. Rab. Your boy Rab. <laughs> Your boy Rab. Um, but yeah, we're back with another week of the Rewind. What, what, do you know what episode this is officially? 14, maybe? 13, 14, 15? We're killing Maybe it, 16? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Could be in the 20s. <laughs> maybe even the hundreds of thousands at this point. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just like our 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, right. And our million views mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're doing great. Killing all the milestones. <laughs> uh, our CPM is out of the roof. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, Same thing with my KD. <laughs> my Warzone wins. <laughs> um, if you don't know what KD is, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not okay. bad, but it's just it's, it's video games. Yeah, you know what? If you don't know what KD is... Then you're not a nerd. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> um, but yeah, back another week of the Rewind. Awesome to be back. Um and it's kind of weird it's interesting i, I kind of like it's the same couch but i feel special on this side um it's because it has the anointing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding no um i actually like it too main reason why because usually i come up with all the questions even though sometimes um i don't know i feel like sometimes some questions can be a little dumb um but <laughs> i think that, right before yeah for real um sometimes we have to make the questions right before um but this time david what a guy planned ahead of time um wrote some questions out for us today and i get a chance to actually be a guest and not the host so i'm kind of excited about that yeah that'll be interesting um what was the last time you you've never been a guest huh because the Mm -hmm. last time you spoke and we had the rewind charlie was just the host right yeah Mm -hmm. interesting all right sweet we'll break in new boundaries nice crossing new boundaries that doesn't make any sense breaking down walls breaking down walls that's what i meant to say uh, <laughs> but um you know what let's just before i almost knock my phone right <laughs> off the couch uh let's just get right into it so my first question let's get right into, into the, the news, news. Uh, <laughs> um if you guys knew you or you're here on wednesday hopefully you watched it or listened to it um, we had a brand new song that played, actually. Fire. It was awesome, called Breathe. And mm. my question was, what did you think of it? 
So when I heard the song, um, and actually the first time I heard the song was uh, I was in the AV room one day, and the band came through, and I didn't know what they were doing, to be honest with you. I just saw them roll through, um, and I heard them playing. And there's a certain switch you can turn on in the AV room um, that allows you to hear the music that's being played through the instruments. So I figured, all right, I'm going to turn this on and see what this sounds like. And as I'm listening, and I'm sitting there, obviously I'm listening to all the, the parts that they're working through, they're messing up on. Um, and the parts that they have really solid down pat. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, man, this song sounds super cool. And I didn't know, I knew nothing about it. Um, I really honestly didn't even pay attention to the words. My main thing was the drums that I, I was just really drawn to. Um, if you guys know, I'm always very bouncy, very tappy, very, I'm, I'm patting or something <laughs> all the time. Um, and I act like I can play the drums and I can't. Um, but, I went out there and I was talking to the drummer David Romero and I was like, dude, it'd be kind of cool if like you hit the snare like after that and then you like did this and he was like, yeah, yeah. And he did it and I was like, that was freaking tight. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there watching all this like unfold in front of my eyes and I was like, dang, this sounds like a really good song. But then to actually see them perform the song for us live, one, I had a feeling of dang, like we're so lucky to be in a place that we have young people and i know this sounds weird but it's like i'm not that old but we have young people because that's a that's not even a big milestone of itself creating music as worship to god so we can experience it all together mm -hmm. like there's not many youth groups like if this is the only youth group you've ever been to like i want you to know like you have something special here because there's not many youth groups that have that like their band sings the songs from elevation and there's nothing wrong with that but our band wanted to create something for us here yeah right where we are and that's something that's you can't you can't find very often. Right. And not to say those other gra groups are bad at all, mm -hmm. but it's just something that we could see that God is doing something special here for a reason. So I thought that was super cool, and I think that was probably the best part about it. I know it's a little bit of a side tangent about it, but song was great, absolutely beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, that's super cool. That yeah, that's that's awesome to see that you got to get a little bit of sneak peek, even when you really didn't know what was even going on. Dude, that sneak peek was kind of cool. I think that's yeah. one thing that's kind of cool about working in a church is that you get some of the sneak peeks of the cool things that are going on. Right. So. A lot of the behind the scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I I loved the song. I I thought it was awesome. Um. <laughs> I'm sure I, you loved the song. You sang it. Well, well. To, <laughs> Can I, we talk about that real I quick? Had to, I had to figure out. I got. I had to uh, listen to the song at some point, right? Oh um, man. But just the song itself for now. Um, it was great. I mean, I. I think like just building off your point is I think it's so cool that most most uh, churches that create music, right? Elevation, Hillsong. You think of them as a whole church-wide band, right? And I think it's so cool that our church in specific NBCC creates their own music for that we play in Sundays and stuff like that. But yep. at the same time, they're going out of their way for just youth yeah, and just this youth band and getting um, people our age involved and, and, and the next upcoming people and aspiring musicians involved to make songs specifically for Wednesdays. Yep. And I think that's super, super dope. Um, and something that I didn't even realize was happening until, um, oh, don't tell me I'm Yahweh, right? Is that the right song? Uh, no. Every Knee Will Bow. Every Knee Will Bow came out. Every Knee Will Bow. Right. Because when I first heard that, they said they were playing the original song. They didn't drop the name yet. I thought that they were going to play one of the original songs that they played from Sunday. And it was a completely different song I'd never heard before. And mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. Um, 
but kind of side tangent a little funny story about it is i if you didn't know i sang the song uh i backup vocaled mary for the song this past wednesday and it's funny to figure out um how i kind of got to know the song so um i i got scheduled to be this wednesday for uh singing this wednesday a couple weeks ago and you kind of really don't know what you're doing yet because it's a couple weeks in advance and you're obviously planning for the next upcoming week um so you you're kind of pushing off what you want to do later um and I'm I'm I wasn't part of the making of the song and I'm not truly part of the worship band yet I just love to sing and and Mary calls me up sometimes um but I woke up Monday morning got my phone out like every teenager does and looked at Instagram and I'm scrolling I'm scrolling I see Av's post and and it go and it's and it's a picture of a sound file right or a video of a sound file what time did you wake up bro we posted at like 12 well i took a nap let's be real <laughs> uh, I, I put my zoom university on i've closed it and i would take a nap but um was a sound file of the song and then the caption said come out this wednesday we're dropping this brand new song don't miss it it's called breathe and i go dude that's so dope like our band's making another song and then just clicked in my head. Wait, I'm singing this Wednesday. <laughs> and I have never heard the song. <laughs> and this is Monday. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Then that does that mean I'm singing the song? Nah, Mary, Mary must be joking, right? I must be scheduled for the wrong day. I text her and go, hey, what's up? Like, that's so cool that you're singing, uh, that we're doing the song. Am I still scheduled for this Wednesday? She sends me a file and a picture and she goes oh yeah i completely forgot yeah you're singing this wednesday uh super dope that you get to be involved in this huge um launch and i'm like oh okay well i am singing sweet um but yeah it was kind of interesting to figure out that i was going to be part of that and it was super awesome in the moment to be a part of something like that um whether I killed it or not, I don't really know. I couldn't honestly hear myself. I think but your mic was off. I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> my mic was off the whole time. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. It was. It ended up being awesome, and the song was great. But it was yeah. just interesting that I only found out that I was singing a whole new song that I hadn't even heard of, and had to learn it and figure out my harmonies and figure out all the stuff I needed to do for wednesday only a day and a half beforehand which was which was pretty interesting and pretty eventful but um yeah so if, if you guys have not heard it yet make sure to go check out um is it is it on spotify yet no so actually we have plans in the future to be dropping actually an ep um sneak peek if you actually pay attention to the rewind we actually have that news for you um so, yeah so one one day we'll drop an ep for you guys um and then it'll be available uh, but as of now, it's currently being worked on to where we can release it. Um, estimated time for that is unknown. Okay. But it will be dropped eventually. If you want to listen to it again, make sure after this podcast, go watch last week's service or I guess earlier this week's service. Um, and it's Let's Talk Week 2. And you can see the worship set on there um, and you can listen to it. So Yeah, but like you said, make sure to go back and watch that. It's definitely something you do not want to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting right into the questions, my first question, 
was made initially not expecting to talk to Rob. (laughs) But I'm still going to read it as if I am not talking to Rob. Rob talked about forced assimilation. Mm. Have you ever felt... Oh, I'm sorry. Forced assimilation. Should probably go into that because that's a pretty big word. Forced assimilation is the idea that you kind of force yourself to adapt... Um, to a different group to be part of that group you're not you have to kind of change a little bit and uh, you notice certain quirks and certain things about that group and you think they're so cool and and you want to be part of that group so you change yourself a little bit and kind of force yourself to be a little bit more like them and force yourself to be in that group is that right yeah basically um so that's forced assimilation have you ever felt like you had to force yourself to be in a group and how did that exactly make you feel? So for me, I remember forcing myself into many groups, um, growing up. So long story short, um, growing up, I wasn't a kid that was, uh, easily likable. Um, and maybe you guys see me as a totally different person now. Oh, Rob's pretty easy, easily to be liked. Um, and that's what I've been told. Like, not to this isn't me trying to brag on myself or anything because that sounds pretty yeah weird. i'm like so easily liked by like everybody <laughs> uh no i don't mean it like that but i do know that if people have told me in the past like you know you're a pretty likable person like i don't know why someone would be, like wouldn't like you um so when i think about that when it wasn't always like that when i was a kid um i i have adhd so what it causes me to do sometimes um if you don't know me is to basically just be annoying if you don't know me uh there's gonna be moments where i can be annoying and just bring up the most random things in the world so as a kid i didn't really think before i talked um necessarily and it it allowed me to get people like huh what's what is this kid saying like it's just so random but it was also to the point where it was like okay i don't even like what he's saying like it's not even funny like it's just the first thing that popped to his mind and he just didn't have any self-control to keep it in Um, so obviously as a young kid, it was a lot harder for me to make friends because of that. And I didn't, I didn't understand what it was. I was just like, Oh dang, like what the heck? Um, so I had to force myself to try to be people that I wasn't because it's like, I knew that myself, the way I am, I have, I, like I had to change something or else I could not belong Mm. in a sense. You know what I mean? Um, so I went through a lot of different struggles with that real, not realizing that it was something that I just had to grow through and learn social setting um and it, and it was totally different from not belonging it was just learning social setting learning how to communicate with people effectively learning how to have a conversation effectively learning how to talk to others to where it's not as random uh and now there's not necessarily moments where i do that as much i'll still say random things and you know that <laughs> but um it's not as crazy when you hear it because you you kind of get to know me yeah. um, a little more and it's a little more, okay, this is just Rob being Rob. <laughs> but uh, long story short, I would try to be other people. I would see somebody yeah. that I liked to be around um, and I would do the things they did. I would talk the way they did. And there's even moments to this day, like someone says something funny. Like for instance, when I first heard the word foul, um, I think it was Jake Valdez that it really stuck with me. <laughs> he was a leader back when I was a, uh, a student and then also a leader. He was a leader alongside of me. Yeah. So shout out Jake Valdez. I don't think you're watching this, buddy, but <laughs> if you are, nice, man. <laughs> um, but as I'm sitting there and he's t- and he's talking to me, he's like, oh, bro, Keynes is foul. And I was like, I like that word. So I just used it, right? And it's like that was – that's a little bit of remnants of me – 
trying to force my mm. way into something because that's yeah. what I would do as a kid. I would I would see something that someone else was doing that other people liked. I would do the same thing because I knew if that person got liked and praised for it, I wanted the same thing. Yeah. And so it was a weird complex that I had to work myself through and realize that it's not all about me. It's you know these are things that I have to learn to let go of because. It's not about me being liked. It's not about me trying to force my way into places that I think I belong. It's about me being able to belong in a place where I'm accepted, how I am, who I am. But it's also allowing God to work through me to help change me from the inside out. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of was the same way to where I there was so, certain parts about myself that in my mind I saw as nobody else would like accept me for it or know what else would like me for it um the biggest thing that pops up into my head is when i was when i was um when i was an adolescent growing up and i mean i still am but you know like at the very beginning of it um i used to think that gaming and um being super into video games and and tech stuff was super super geeky and the quote-unquote cool kids would never do that Mm-hmm. Or never, like, or look down upon people that did that. So for the longest time, I completely tried to cover up that part of myself and cover up that um, geeky side of me, per se. I don't play video games. What's uh, that? Yeah. Like, dude, I don't even know, like, what video games is. Like, define that for me. <laughs> but, but it was like, I also played sports. So I tried to lean more towards that sports side and that more, quote-unquote, acceptable athletic cool type of thing and i'm not saying by any means if you play video games you're not cool i still played video games it was just something that some lie that i created in my head but and also i i also thought like girls wouldn't like me if i i didn't like video games (laughs) or if i liked video games it's Um, true yeah (laughs) um but so basically i uh I try to cover up that side of me. And I remember I always share the story of my freshman year be, uh, trying to adapt and, and become, um, quote unquote, part of the football team and doing stupid stuff. But I've I tried to think of a different story just purely based on the fact that I've shared that one so much. And I remember just me trying to get rid of my geeky side. Right. And I felt I saw one of the, quote unquote, cool um, groups and a lot what a lot of the football players were doing was skating and i'm like i could be a skater i could do that right (laughs) like if i if i became a skater i would completely cover up my whole gaming side and they'd know nothing about it right (laughs) i'd just be the cool football skater combo right the the, what all the girls drool over in my head that's what's what's what is coming um in my head (laughs) what (laughs) i'm just thinking in my head like they're just putting like Football plus a skateboard equals hard eyes. <laughs> That's just in my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> Football plus skater equals hot. <laughs> Fire um, emoji. Hundred emoji. <laughs> I want to wear his sweatshirt. <laughs> um, Is that an active sweatshirt? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Do you want to throw the football to me, too? Do you want to throw the football? I can catch it. I promise. <laughs> We're so dumb. Being so mean We're right now. We're being stupid. <laughs> Whatever. But like I was, like I said, I can't even do it. Uh, like I said, I was, um, I was trying to be a skater, but 
little do I know, little do I know, I can't skate. I can't skate. I've tried multiple times in my life already by that point, and I didn't have a board. I couldn't skate, and I just th- said, you know what? What better way to learn how to skate than be with the skaters and act as if nothing, like nothing was out of place. Yeah. So I bought a board. I pulled up to my buddy's house where I knew everybody went to go skate, and I I bought I walked the walk. I was trying to I was just skateboard in hand the whole time, trying to act like oh yeah I'm ready to jump on it. You weren't grabbing it by the uh, by the trucks, right? I don't remember, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I, all I remember was pulling up with it, and I wasn't riding it because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But um, bro, get on your skateboard. Nah, man, I'm a little tired I'm, right bro, now. Bro, like I save that for like the good stuff. <laughs> but but I I pull up acting like I can ride this skateboard, uh, walking in and just on my feet the whole time, holding it as if I was ready to bust out some Tony Hawk moves at any point. Um, then it came around the time where everybody started skating. And I was like, well, now now what? Now what? What am I going to just stand here and sit on the side and, like, twiddle my thumbs? <laughs> and everybody was going down this super steep hill down down this uh, my buddy's um, neighborhood. And I was like, you know what? I don't even need to push. I just need to go down the hill. I just need to go straight. Oh, no. <laughs> basically i ended up on my back and right on my butt skateboard slid out from underneath me i didn't even make it down the hill as soon as you hopped on and pretty much <laughs> it was pretty pretty quick um and everybody huddled around me like dude are you okay i was like yeah it happens but i tried <laughs> to i tried to get up and walk it off and i i sprained my ankle pretty bad and i remember having to sit out and of football practice for a couple weeks because of that um you know what's funny is that to this day your excuse to not get another skateboard is i got practice bro i don't want to mess anything up no yeah because that's happened (laughs) that's happened before where i tried to skate i can't wait till you graduate and we're gonna get you a skateboard and i'm gonna just no i'm down (laughs) sure like i've always wanted to skate that's something like i that's why i thought they were cool I've always wanted to, and I've never been able to. Just like playing a guitar, mm-hmm. I think that's so dope. But I've never like set an allotted a, a long amount of time to practice it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like like I said, I know I'll get hurt, and I know I'm gonna miss my season and regret it. <laughs> but you know what? Find a time. Uh, it's on video now, so you'll see it. But find a time where I have no reason to need to hold my health back <laughs> but yeah i mean we've all i think we've all had that moment of trying to fit in because they're quote-unquote cool kids but i feel like that's that's just some extra stories that i could think of yeah, yeah and i think uh, even to add on to what i was saying earlier i think that if you find yourself trying to change who you are to find belonging this is a this is something where you have to really really analyze it because you have to understand your motives if you don't understand your motives, you're never going to see that you're trying to force yourself into something that you that, that, that they don't want you in. You know what I mean? Um, for instance, let me give you another example. When I was a kid, I used to like the scooter. Okay. But I couldn't hang out with the people that liked the scooter. Why? I didn't, I didn't know the culture. I didn't know anything like that. 
And as badly as I wanted to be a part of that group, they didn't want me a part of it. Why? Because I was not one of them, quote unquote, right? So even though I tried and I wanted to be a part of something, they didn't extend belonging to me. So I didn't belong. That wasn't where my belonging came from. Mm -hmm. So, and when I say earlier, like I, I had a hard time making friends, that's not to say, oh, if you have a hard time making friends, you don't, you can't, you can't find your place of belonging. Again, going over the message even yesterday, belonging is found in Christ. And that's the only place we can find it. Yeah. And I think that no matter what background, no matter what you, what ADHD or not, you know what I mean? Like I hang out with people here when I, when I was a student that didn't have ADHD, that barrier did not separate me anymore. And that's why I talked about that barrier uh, of the wall of separation that was brought up in, in Ephesians. And it's like, yes, this wall was a literal wall, but it was also something that can be meant spiritually. And there's certain barriers that even we have in our own lives because we think, you know what, I can't be like this around these people because I don't belong. Right. And that's why I, I had to limit myself as I started getting older. I couldn't talk as much. I wanted to not talk to anybody at all because I knew, well, whatever I say, I'm just, it's just going to be stupid. Mm. It's like, well, I had no control of what I was saying when I was younger and other people just the same. Like they would just say whatever was on their mind. They were being super rude, but it hurt my feelings. Like as a kid, it's like, you know, you say something so random. Gosh, that's so random. You're stupid. You know what I mean? And it's like you sit there and like, no, I'm not. And, you, and it's it, it gets to you. You know what I mean? But like now it's like if someone says, oh, dude, that was stupid. That was random. It's like, like Charlie tells me all the time, that was random. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and I just sit there and laugh because it's like I know that's who I am. And there's nothing I can really do to change it. I could work on it, but it's not something that's detrimental. And when right. something becomes detrimental as a toxic trait in your life, then I will say, work on that. Okay, that is something that you need to work on, absolutely. But it does not mean because you have something that is not the best, that you don't belong. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, but, yeah, moving on to the next point. Moving on up to the side. um once again written like i'm not like i'm not reading it to you rob define the world's and the bible's definitions of belonging why do you think the world's definition is so different i think it's because it's hard for people to extend belonging when they themselves don't know what it is the world has their one way of belonging, and the biblical definition is so different. I think it's because when people are in the world, they don't really understand what belonging is. You know what I mean? And I think that's why so many times, like in the church, we find belonging here. Um, but there's also people that don't know what belonging is when they come to this place, right? If people are in the world, they don't necessarily have the true understanding of belonging. So they're not going to extend that to others. They're not going to extend it to us while we're at school because they themselves don't have that true answer. And I think that's why it's so important that Christians extend belonging. Now, belonging doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with everything you do or everything you say because that's not belonging. You know what I mean? I can accept somebody and I can love somebody and still not agree with them. And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? I don't think that's that's like this, this cultural line that we kind of walk on right now as Christians and, and maybe even non-Christians. Maybe you're walking on that line too because your Christian friends are like, you know, I don't agree with you in this area and this area, and maybe they don't address it the best way possible. And you're sitting there like, man, like, you know, these people uh, don't don't like me. They they don't they don't love me, and and I don't belong with them. They're it's always not trying true. to fix me. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think as Christians, sometimes we can be, we can tend to lean that way. Um, but I think when you're in the moment, it, it's just hard to walk through that. Mind you, these people are probably very young when that yeah. happens too. Um, they're always trying to fix me and, and nobody likes change anyway. So it, you know, you can't always make everyone happy. And I think that as, as a Christian, your main goal when it comes to belonging is extending it, but realizing that the other person is going to either say yes or no. Yeah. So I think the, like, again, going back to the original question, why do I think it's so different? I just think the world doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hundred percent agree. Um, but I, I mainly see it another way um, when it comes to the whole idea of, you know, we're all wicked, you know, and and I, I see that whole idea of acceptance. I feel like the world loves that whole idea of, of acceptance, and I feel like acceptance and belonging are slightly different. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that the world has mashed it together mm-hmm. to make this one thing. Um and like we said before, and, and when Robert was speaking, he defined the two, um, the world's definition, the biblical definition. And the w- biggest difference was that the world believed that you had to have similar traits or have something in common to belong with a similar with a certain group. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the with the body of Christ, we are all different. Yeah, we we could be polar opposites, but still be brother and sister or family in Christ. That's because of just the power of what Jesus did on that cross for us. Yeah. Um, but the world just loves that whole idea of acceptance, and and we're all broken people, and we get in that whole idea of you know what you're different than me, so we cannot be affiliated with each other, mm-hmm. or we disagree. And we cannot be affiliated with each other. Um, Unfollow me if you don't agree with me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've read multiple posts like that from from my time being on Instagram. And um, and I, it's just it's so hard because people, like I said, we're all broken and we're all hurting and we're all looking for some place to belong. And like you said, people really don't know what that is. Um and like I thought my whole like video game thing like I can't I can't think that way and some people don't like parts of themselves and and they don't want to quote unquote be in the same group as the people of the of who they are because they don't like parts of themselves and there's just so many different things but that whole idea of acceptance and um like you said we have to as Christians extend that out because there's so many people who have the definition wrong. They have that whole idea of, I need to be like them to be in the same room with them. And I need to, I need to be, um, I need to think the same to be in the same room as them. And you don't, you don't at all. You could be polar opposites, but still be together in Christ. And I think that that is so cool. But we, as Christians, it's the most important thing to remember is extend that. And invite that that one person that you you you've never talked to before, and maybe you know nothing about to Christ and to church because you can, and they will feel they will belong here just because of what Jesus did. Nothing, not of what we did, and I think that's, um, yeah, that's just the world's 
misunderstanding. We try to make belonging something that we can do when it's all what God did. And I think that's the key part. If you look at the two definitions, and this is something I didn't really get to go into in depth, um, but when you look at the two definitions, you get to really see that one is something you do, you personally. If the world's definition is you have to have these qualities, these traits, these similarities, but the other one just says it's done. Mm-hmm. And so this is the whole purpose of the cross, right? This is why like Christianity is so different from other religions too is because that Jesus says it's done. He says it is finished, meaning the, the debt of sin has been paid. Right. The price was paid for now. It's done. But other religions will say you have to keep doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this. And then maybe you'll be saved. Maybe then you'll have the opportunity to go to heaven. And so now when we look at belonging, it's kind of the same thing. It's like if God says we belong, we belong. And it's kind of hard for us to wrap our head around it because as as humans, we w- we're around a culture everywhere, worldly or not. It's like we're around a culture and our sin nature says we got to keep doing this. We got to keep doing this. We got to keep doing this. We got to be good enough. We got to be good enough. We got to be like this. We got to be like this. We got to be like this. And it turns into this mindset of, well, there's no way I can belong because I didn't do anything to belong. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you didn't, but Christ did. Christ is, is what allows us to belong he's the one that unifies us here and unity doesn't mean i'm going to necessarily agree with you on everything but you're still uniting you're coming together as one and that's Mm -hmm. the most important part yeah um i like the way how you said it's like but i didn't do anything (laughs) i think that's the hardest thing for so many of us to grasp is um i mean we get taught our whole life is we all we will see our treasures from our hard work and from what we do and you know what i'm self-made and i did all this to get to where i am now and if i didn't do this and if i didn't if i didn't grind i wouldn't be where i am now and if i didn't grind for the past three years my body wouldn't look this good (laughs) yeah i was definitely grinding all right i'll tell you what i was grinding like pounds of gummy bears i was eating (laughs) (laughs) not where nowhere you're gonna go there okay um I don't know why I just said body, but it's just because I'm not in shape. So I wanted to say that. <laughs> just in um, case you're on podcast, I'm not in shape. I'm not off. I'm not that awful of a shape, but it's not in shape. So I just wanted to make a joke. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, nothing what I did. Uh, oh, yeah. Self-made. Yeah. And I've been grinding and all that and um culture okay 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 um but the culture gets that in your head and and gets that whole idea of i need to do something for something to happen i can't just sit around and expect something to happen which for the most part is true Mm -hmm. however there jesus is the exception and i feel like too in this in this culture is there's so many there's no more absolutes Everything is debated upon. Any Anything that you say, there's always going to be somebody else who has a, a completely polar opposite perspective or opinion on that. And they will be ready to argue with you to the end of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we see that everywhere. I mean, turn the news on. And there's somebody 
screaming at somebody else because the news loves to pin some people from a, a different two different political parties or two different completely different um mindsets yeah and you sounded old when you said the news though oh i know well the, just because i my dad but <laughs> but you know it's just like i walk in the room and i just see on tv people arguing somewhere else people arguing um, like littlest things you can legit say, I like Dr. Pepper better than Pepsi. And somebody on this earth will come up to you no, and defend foul. Pepsi till they die Dude, and Pepsi stand so good. by that. And some people even do it now just to get on your nerves. They don't really care what they're arguing about anymore, but they just don't want you to be right. Do we not? I feel like, okay, am I wrong for saying this? But I think we live in a culture that likes to argue. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, and I honestly, I have not been around that long, so maybe it's been like this forever. Who knows? But I just think that more so now than ever, at least in, in my lifetime that I've seen, we like to argue our points and make them known. Mm-hmm. And when someone doesn't agree in our minds, I think we truly believe that our opinion is not known. No, you stated your opinion and it's known. They just don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I mean that the whole thing too, is if you don't say your point, I'm sure there's out of the, how many millions of people on this earth, someone else shares that point and said, it. but it's just like I get that way sometimes. I mm. I just feel like it's human nature to be like, I don't want to be wrong. My pride, I have so much pride that I cannot accept the fact that I am wrong. No, if they p- come up to me with a chart full of data of why they're right and I'm wrong, I will still come up with something saying why I am right, and. I feel like I'm not alone in this, and and that's something that I've struggled with so much. But like I said, the culture loves to argue, and the culture loves to debate. But there's no debate with the Word of God. There's no debate with Jesus. Jesus is an absolute. Yeah, He died on that cross for you and me, for our sins, and we are now together joint together belonging in the body of christ there's no arguing that and then what can separate us what what can separate us nothing mm. yeah mm. i thought you, i thought you're trying to quiz me i no. was okay yeah nothing exactly yeah. so is somebody going to come up to me and debate me with nothing no because it's an absolute and i feel like that's something so hard for us as humans to live in this world where everybody loves to argue, to just sit down and just realize that there's peace in the Bible. So you're telling me that there's only one way of interpreting this thing? There's only one way of that Jesus died for me? That's it? There's no, what? where's the counter, where's the counterpoint? Where's the counter argument? There's none. It's just Jesus loves you. He died for you on that cross we all belong together in the body of Christ. That's it. And I, I just know there's there's other people out there like me who it's hard to grasp. You know, we get so caught up in the in the world. So Yeah, you know, and I think that understanding background too of, of what he saved us from is is important if you want to understand more. It's like because that statement, Jesus loves me, and, okay, and he died for me, great. And but it's like 
no, but you don't understand. He saved you from eternal separation. Like he desired a relationship with you so much that he was willing to give up absolutely everything. And it's like when we see that and we hear that, now that has more weight. Whether it hits you or not is is up to you how how it's hitting you. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't do anything to f- change that for you. However, the weight is still greater because we start to understand a little more right. and a little more and a little more. And that's where we start to understand the price that was paid and the weight of the sacrifice. And I truly believe that people will never understand the love of Christ without understanding the, the weight of his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Absolutely. And I think that the more we understand how important that sacrifice was, the better we get to know God's love. Yeah. Um, and I have one last question, and we've kind of already talked about the opposite of it, um, which is how the world looks like now. But the question is, how does it make you feel to know that we all belong in one body, the body of Christ or the church? If everyone in the world knew this, how would the world look like today? Well, I think uh, I feel like that question's very it's very hard because I don't think I don't think everyone could understand. I don't think everyone wants to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the world would look very different, but I also think that we wouldn't be in a world with sinners anymore. So knowing that, I think that there's many times where we can look at the world and say. You know, I want everyone to I want everyone to have this belonging and it's there. But if we're not showing that belonging as Christians, this is something I wish I would have talked about last night. I just didn't have enough time for if we're not extending that belonging as Christians to other people when we're not here. Then are we really extending belonging to others? Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they're doing. I probably disagree with half you guys watching this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But there's like I'm sure we can disagree. I'm sure you like Dr. Pepper more than pepsi if you do you're saved if you like pepsi more then sorry i'm just kidding let's talk (laughs) let's not talk because it's gonna get heated next week is of let's talk pepsi (laughs) (laughs) let's talk pepsi um no but to me what i truly think about that can you repeat the question one more time just so i can clarify yes um and get to get the true answer it is a very weighted question it how is. does it make you feel to know that we all belong in one body the body of christ and if everybody in the world knew this how do you think the world would look like today it makes me feel glad that everyone belongs but it doesn't make me glad to know that everyone's not going to choose belonging because mm-hmm. it breaks my heart right it's the whole reason why i i, I have a passion for what i do is to see as many people come to Christ as possible, to share the gospel in hopes that people will understand and, and, and surrender their lives to God and then become a part of the family. But I think there's one, there's one thing that I've, I talk about quite a bit, at least recently, up until recently I've been talking about quite a bit, is that anytime you're, you're extending belonging to another person, you've got to realize that they might refuse it. They might reject it. And there was this one thing that Vodi Bakum had said, and I, I showed this with, to you the other day, is that whenever you're, sh- you're sharing the gospel, his context of his message was that was he's saying don't compromise the gospel, meaning don't, don't compromise, don't, don't belittle the gospel, don't water it down, because when you, whenever you compromise the gospel, some people will mock you, some people will listen further, and some will believe. 
And he says, now what happens when you don't compromise the gospel is that some people will mock you, some will listen further, and some will believe. And so I think that when we extend this belonging as Christians, again, if we're not doing this, we need to extend belonging. We need to get over ourselves and realize it's not all about us. Right. When we become Christian, we surrender our life, and we now want other people to have this. Whether we agree with them in the moment or not, we want them to understand the, lo- the love of Christ, right? And if you're new to Christianity, listen, I don't expect you to get this overnight. I just want you to think about this in the forefront of your mind. So when we're out here sharing belonging, let's not compromise, but let's also be there to extend it. Let's be willing to extend it to those people. Because if we start to compromise that, we start trying to, you know, change this belonging into what the world thinks belonging is, then we're just wasting our time. Yeah. And I would love to see everybody choose belonging, but we have to be okay with people rejecting it. But in that same token, they reject it. We should still offer it. It's right. not something we do once and, oh, they rejected it, so now I can't extend belonging ever again. No, ex- keep extending belonging. It's very simple. You have a friend. They don't want to belong in the body of Christ. They don't want to belong here. They choose not to. You can still be their friend. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying cut off your friends that are unbelievers. Now, when your unbeliever friends are starting to influence you more than the church or the body of Christ is, then that's when you need to probably separate for a little bit give some time plug yourself in grow your firm foundation a little more but i don't think it's something where you have to cut off all your unbeliever friends mm-hmm. yeah um i like the thing that you said at the very beginning about this whole how does it make you feel to know that we are in we all belong christian or not in the body of christ um it makes you feel glad but it also saddens you and and it yeah it's it it's the happiest feeling in the world to know that there was a somebody who came down on the cross and died for you and now you belong in his family in in his in his body with everyone else right but also it is so sad to know that some people are so blind to the truth and that some people will remain blind to the truth their entire life. And and I kind of left that last question kind of for interpretation um, because realistically we'll never reach a world that is all understanding of what Jesus did on that cross for us. That'll never happen. It says it in the Bible. And um, there will always be somebody who is turning away from Christ. But at the same time, like, like Robert said, we cannot just accept the fact that, oh, you know what? That person, they are not going to belong to Christ for the rest of their life. No, I'm just going to sit back and just let that happen. Ultimately, have you done everything in your power to reach out and show them the truth? If you're a Christian and, and you have accept, accepted that you are in the body of Christ, then have you gone to those people who are blind and haven't accepted and maybe haven't even been shown that there is, there is belonging? 
other than having to be like somebody? Have you gone out of your way to extend that arm of belonging from Christ to that person? And I think that's where I want to leave this this uh, this episode of the Rewind off is, is with a question and a thought. Those people in your mind that you know you want, want to come to church, you, you're like, dang, I wish that person would just come to Jesus. Have you done everything in your power to extend that arm of, that, of Jesus to them? Have you done everything in your power to bring them to church and bring them into the body of Christ? So, um, yeah. Do you got anything left to say? I think uh, just one last thing is just to always remember, don't be discouraged when people don't listen or they don't want to listen or they don't want to accept or uh, fully be a part of what where belonging is. It can hurt, but be okay and pray for them. Mm-hmm. Don't ever be discouraged, though. Right. We know we know this is going to happen. Yeah. This yeah. is just part of it. So. Exactly. So without further ado, guys, <laughs> Charlie just walked in trying to tell us to get out of the green room. <laughs> that is the creakiest door ever. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Rewind. It's been a good one. Um, like like we said earlier, if you have not watched um, week two of Let's Talk uh, Belonging with Robert speaking, definitely go back and watch that. Watch the uh, live stream and 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 ah! <laughs> watch the worship. Um, yeah. That's pretty. I'll put a I'll put a frame. That's fine. If you guys didn't hear that, if you guys did hear that, you probably did. Camera died again, so it's okay. oh yeah, huh? We can yeah, still talk. I huh? can yeah. Okay, well then it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, the camera's died about twice. Well, the camera now. died again, but that's okay. Um, but definitely go and tune in. Watch breathe, dope song. Um, and yeah, hope to see you guys next Wednesday or even this Sunday in small groups. It's going to be lit. Um, love to see you guys there and catch you next time on the rewind. Love you guys. Later.